NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you. Guided by plant professionals, dig into botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Look at that Chiron. DOJ taps FBI to probe threats against school staff. Headline from the New York Post. Are these domestic terrorists outrage as FBI targets angry moms? And of course, it's being cast as it's all about CRT. It's it's all about race and how they're trying to shove race down your throat, to which I say, no, it's not. This is the subject that I brought up a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. I'm ahead of myself. Let me tell you what I'm babbling on about. Yeah. Uh, what's What am I supposed to say? Angry is over. Serenity Nam- now. Namaste. Sur- sur- namaste. Yes, <laughs> namaste. Namaste, everyone. Hello, namaste. There are two parenting issues that I lumped together today that I think are worthy of our conversation right off the bat. One of them is the survey question of the day, as a matter of fact. Which is best equipped, best equipped to address the problems with Facebook? Your three choices are Facebook, government, or parents. Yesterday, Francis Haugen testified in front of a Senate committee. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of her in front of congressional committees, but you know by now she's the Facebook employee, the the so-called whistleblower. And she said, look, Facebook is putting profit ahead of safety. Facebook is not inclined to rein in their own conduct. Negativity sells. Negativity keeps people hooked. Stirring the pot keeps people hooked. Misinformation keeps people hooked. And they get to sell ads when people are hooked. So, you know, it's like big tobacco. It's like the opioid crisis. It's like the automotive industry and their resistance to seatbelts. And it demands government action. Meanwhile, Mark Zuckerberg is saying, hey, we agree. We want there to be some level of government regulation. He issued a statement, lengthy statement that I posted on Smirconish.com and consequently in the newsletter today on that issue. So you can see what he's saying for himself. Then you've got the Wall Street Journal in their lead editorial today saying Facebook needs to empower parents and not censor political speech. The key paragraph of this story uh, is the following. This is a problem that can't be solved by government, says the journal, though some politicians want to try. They've proposed eliminating Section 230 liability protection for algorithms or requiring Facebook to submit its algorithms to regulators for review. Just what we need, a Bureau of Algorithms. And so the journal's response is to say a better idea is to give users more control over their news feeds and parents more control over what their kids are exposed to online 
tech companies overall have resisted giving parents more control over what their children see online and social media apps are especially unhelpful. Here's my take on this. Uh, It's not only the kids that I'm worried about. It's those parents. I'm worried about the kids when the issue is body image for teen girls. But when it comes to political discourse, I'm not worried about the kids. I will be someday. I'm worried about their parents being led into a rabbit hole of misinformation because of the algorithms that have their number. I said to Aaron Burnett last night, sooner or later, we're going to have a conversation about Section 230 because Section 230 says to these platforms, you're shielded from liability. Look out if we turn loose American trial lawyers. And I don't say that as a term of derision. I say that as a term of affection. American trial lawyers can solve this problem if Facebook won't and if the government will allow I mean, again, distilled to its most simplistic terms, should Facebook be treated like Ma Bell in the old days or like Verizon of the new days, meaning, hey, we don't hold you accountable for the words that are spoken across your wires or your Ethernet? Or should they be regarded as a newspaper where, yes, if you publish defamatory conduct, comment then you're going to be held accountable that's the issue with regard to facebook so what i'm what i'm getting at is i I am asking we have agreement that there's a problem which of these actors is best equipped to address it is it facebook itself is it the government or is it parents so here's the second parenting issue and this is really the one that I'm, i'm most eager to 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 chat with you all about i should just mention in terms of a roadmap for today's program Mark Halpin, of course, in hour two of the program, Stephanie Grisham, you've seen her everywhere, the former White House press secretary, hot new book. I'll take your questions now. I think I have a unique way in which I'll approach that interview. You'll be the judge. She'll be here in the third hour of the program. So as I'm often telling you, I do. Of course, I'm watching CNN and I'm watching MSNBC and I'm watching Fox, too, because I want to know what everybody is saying. It's the only way that I feel like I can bring you balance. And at Fox last night, and again this morning as I was coming in, and in the New York Post, as I made reference a moment ago, the lead story, and, and, and it's on a chiron again as I'm speaking to you, DOJ taps FBI to probe threats against school staff, critical race theory, Such is, this is the Fox and New York Post presentation, such is the desire of, you know, all things Biden and Democratic and progressive and liberal. So important to them is the need to spread critical race theory that they've now tapped Merrick Garland and the Justice Department to arrest you parents who are showing up and getting unruly at school board meetings. And and if I look at today's you know lead story of the New York Post on a pretty busy news day, here's the way they spin this. Parents and politicians are slamming the Department of Justice's decision to bring in the FBI to investigate a spike in, quote, threats against school administrators, board members, teachers. Sugar, it cut off the next line. Damn it. Uh, Dear at the Justice Department, Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Ray Azra Nomani, vice president of the Investigations and Strategy at Parents Defending Education, posted at Twitter, this is what a domestic terrorist looks like? 
You're criminalizing parenting and you owe the people of America a swift apology. Nomani's group has been researching how school boards across the U.S. implement woke ideas into curricula such as critical race theory. In recent months, dozens of parents have taken a stand in school board meetings against the teaching of critical race theory in classrooms and to protect mass protest mask mandates, causing some to wonder what the FBI and DOJ are actually investigating. So that's the way this is being spun. I've said before here on POTUS, and I'll say it again today, if there's a move afoot to teach critical race theory in your kid's school, please call me in just a couple of minutes. Actually, I'll leave you out if you're in Manhattan or if you're in San Francisco. But if there's anywhere else in the country where there's a move afoot to teach critical race theory, I'd, I'd like to be educated, illuminated, because I maintain that this is this is like um, shark attack. You know, one or two incidents then being blown way out of proportion and everybody's afraid to go in the water. I don't think it's being taught anywhere. The unruliness that has taken place in school board meetings, I've talked about this. A month ago, I talked about this right here. You've heard me say repeatedly, I'm worried about good people no longer being willing to serve in local government. Like, who the hell needs this? I'm going to now be on the local school board and I'm going to get a death threat? I'm going to worry about somebody following me home. I'm I'm looking now at uh, Kirsten Cinema being followed into the ladies' room, and she's in the Senate. Like, I don't want that on a local level. I'll just go back to raising my family and paying my bills. I have strong feelings, but I'm not getting involved in local government. That's what worries me, you've heard me say. And then there will be a void created, and who's going to fill it? Kooks. The most extreme among us will then fill the void. I don't think that the unruliness across country at school board meetings is being driven by critical race theory. I think it is being driven by people who've been whipped into a frenzy over masks and over vaccination. And here's my evidence for this. It was about a month ago when I told you the story of how I'm a fan of a local newspaper in the community where I was born and raised that comes out once a week, it's big on community news and pictures and snippets of information that you wouldn't otherwise see but are very homespun and homegrown. Do you remember this story? And I said there was a front page story talking about how there had been this raucous school board meeting in the public school district where I spent K through 12 and where my brother was educated, you know, four years ahead of me. Where the medical director, the, the, the chief medical officer for the local, very prestigious, they do a nice job, hospital, had been there with the hospital CEO trying to educate the community and board members, and they were treated rudely. And at the same meeting where there was a vote taken on whether masks should be required in this public school system, one of the board members had resigned saying, quote, I'm done with the bullying effective tonight. He cited the environment that this debate has had on him and his family and that because he's been receiving death threats, he and his wife had police escorts and protection. I'm like, are you kidding me? They had such a reaction in the community where I was born and raised that they had to move the school board meeting into my old high school's gym. Uh, auditorium because they had so many people there and it was so out of control that one of the board members says, I'm out of here. 
give me my police escort to get home. And the local medical director for the hospital gets, you know, hooted down by the audience. That's what caused me to say I'm really worried about who will step forward and be willing to serve. So my perspective is it's not critical race theory. It's incidents like that which took place in my old hometown. So I I went to the Justice Department and I, I pulled first the press release headline. Justice Department addresses violent threats against school officials and teachers. I'll just give you a paragraph or two. Citing an increase in harassment, intimidation and threats of violence against school board members, teachers and workers in our nation's public schools. Today, Attorney General Merrick Garland directed the FBI and U.S. attorney's offices to meet in the next 30 days with federal, state, tribal, territorial and local law enforcement officers to discuss strategies for addressing this disturbing trend. These sessions will... Open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting assessment and response by law enforcement. And then there's a quote from Attorney General Garland. Threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Those who dedicated their time and energy to ensuring that our children receive a proper education in a safe environment deserve to be able to do their work without fear to their safety. And then there's reference made to a memorandum that uh, A.G. Garland had signed and, and sent to the head of the FBI and others. So I pulled that memo. Very short. Here's what he says. In recent months, there has been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under our Constitution... That protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. I mean, I think that was beautifully said. Of course, that's not the way that it's being interpreted. By way of illustration, there was a Justice Department official who testified yesterday in front of a Senate committee and Senator Josh Hawley beat her up as such. Let me just ask you this. Is parents waiting sometimes for hours to speak at a local school board meeting to express concerns about critical race theory or the masking of their students, particularly young children, is that in and of itself, is, is that harassment and intimidation? Is waiting well, to express hold, one's hold view? Hold on, hold on. That's not harassment. That's not in, intimidation. It's unfortunate, but they have such is the demand that people have to sit there and, and wait for a period of hours before they can have their peace. But if his implication is you're torturing them by making them wait so long and therefore cut them some slack if they, if they put forth a death threat, well, that would be ridiculous. Is waiting to express one's view at a school board meeting harassment and intimidation? As the Attorney General's memorandum made quite clear, spirited debate is welcome, is a hallmark of this country. Um, it's something we all should engage in. And no, I don't think so, Ms. Monica. With all due respect, it didn't make it quite clear. It doesn't define those terms, nor does it define harassment or intimidation. It talks about violence. I think we can agree that violence shouldn't be condoned or looked aside from in any way, swept under the rug at all. But harassment and intimidation... What did those terms mean in the context of a local school board meeting? I mean, this seems to be the First Amendment. I mean, that's very look, that's very hard to answer. I I hate to rely on Potter Stewart again, but I I know it when I see it. A death threat 
is harassment and intimidation against a local school board member. If somebody wants to stand up and, and get a little bit of, of uh, get a little bit heated, okay, I guess that's going to go with the territory. I don't like it, that incivility. Frankly, this relates back to what I mentioned a moment ago with Facebook, how we are as a society rewarding the loudest, most obscene, rude, uh, objectionable voices among us. I get it. Some of that goes with a democracy, but not all of it. Not all of it. And I don't know how you could say it any more clearly than Merrick Garland said it. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under the Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. Threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Those who dedicate their time and energy to ensuring that our children receive a proper education in a safe environment deserve to be able to do their work without fear of their safety. Is there anything problematic in in that? The department takes these matters seriously, yada, yada, yada. Coordination and partnership with local law enforcement is critical to implementing these measures for the benefits of our nation's 14,000 public school districts. Yeah, so this is, I think, a legitimate issue. Is it the business of the Justice Department? I mean, if local law enforcement are doing their job, I'd rather it be handled by local law enforcement. I don't know that they are. So what's he saying? Garland. To this end, I am directing the Federal Bureau of Investigation, working with each United States attorney to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal and territorial leaders in each federal judicial district within 30 days of the issuance of this memorandum. These meetings will facilitate discussion of strategies for addressing threats against school administrators, board members, blah, 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 blah. The department is steadfast in its commitment to protect all people of the United States from violence, threats of violence and other forms. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to argue with what Merrick Garland is doing when three or four weeks ago I came on air without any prompting but a mention in a local newspaper and said, you know, I'm worried about a trend that's out there. And then after I voiced my concern the phone lines burned down. Maybe you were here that day with people saying, oh, let me tell you what's going on in my community. Or people who would call and they say, I'm a school board member out here in such and such a school district in such and such a state. And it became obvious that this is that it, what happened in my hometown is not just an isolated instance, but it's happening all over the country. And the Justice Department is taking note of that and trying to do something about it. And I don't believe, I can't be more clear about this than to say it, I don't believe this has anything to do with critical race theory. I I don't think that this is an effort by the Biden administration. Hey, Merrick Garland, says Joe Biden, we really need to get critical race theory on the books. And we have all these parents who are showing up in opposition. So could you go out and arrest some of the parents who are making it difficult for us to put forth critical race theory? No. No matter how many times they show it on a loop today on Fox or put it on the front page of the New York Post, I shall not be buying it. Okay? That's what I wanted to say. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Ready to set off on your captivating journey into the botanical world? NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you to pursue your passion as a budding plant person. 
guided by professionals. Dig into gardening, botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Grow your skills with online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.